0: Welcome, welcome, welcome to a brand new episode of Out the Box Talks. I'm your host, Krill.
1: It's A Level. I'm back. It's big A-Level, South Bronx Finest. What's good, A Level? Let's go, let's go.
0: Good to see you, man. Good to hear your voice. I said Yo, man. This is
1: is, is, it's been a minute, man. I see you've been busy, man. You've been busy, bro. Yo, man. Making it happen, man. uh, Making it happen. Interviews.
0: Word, making it happen, you know, just trying to stay busy, trying to stay, how you say, consistent, you know, with all the interviews and so forth. What's yep. good with you, man? How's life?
1: Oh, life is great, man. You know, um, just uh, it's great in, 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 in spite of the circumstances with this um, this this pandemic that continues to press on in our world right now and right. In, in the wake of... Um, an explosion of, of of race in this as a, in in this world and in this country. It's interesting in the uh, current events we were talking, they' uh, speaking about. Everyone's talking about who's going to be running for president, and Trump for re-election. You know, so it's interesting that uh, your boy Kanye threw his uh threw his hat in the in, in the circle, so Crazy. to speak. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. You no.
0: crazy, man. It's, it's funny, like, <laughs> this, the news about Kanye, and I didn't even really want to start this show off with it, but I figured let's just <laughs> go for it and get it over with quickly. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> news over the weekend is that uh, Kanye decided to run for president. You know, I mean, when I heard the news, bro, I just was like, all right, whatever. Like, he said this before, and it just sounded to me like, you know it was like him just jumping on an opportunity which is what kanye does you know what i mean how did you feel about the news when you first heard it i mean
1: it's it's another random kanye moment and that's just what he is and what he has been you know and he's a brilliant guy but um he's 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 random and um of course um i got a chance to really um read into it and look into it with some with some interviews that he has done with people like david letterman and others at, um, he's a bipolar kind of cat you know what I'm saying and then um, this which what w- w- brings about these 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 moments of randomness you know that you would never suspect him you know to say um, here's the same guy who's just uh, you know hugging up on Donald Trump's you know wearing a, a make America great again hat you know it's not to say that people can't make mistakes and things of that nature, but it's like you don't allow enough time in between the times. Mm. And then you're talking about Jesus is king, and then I'm the greatest uh, musician that God has ever created. And I'm like, wow. wow, <laughs> You know yeah. what I'm saying? And now you're talking about you're running for president. So it's really, I get it, it's really hard to really kind of take, take him seriously because, you know, especially if we're talking about running the oval office we're talking about being commander in chief you know you already got somebody in office right now that is real random when it comes to his emotions he's just emotionally unstable you know responsive to anything you know not professional now you're talking about putting a guy like like kanye in there who is just you don't know where he is from from day one to day 20 you know what i'm saying he could be and completely different and putting him in that kind of chair is, is, is it's real scary. But yeah. at the same time, you know, if Donald Trump, the, the apprentice can, can get, can get in the office, you know, sure. Why not? Right. At this point.
0: Right. Right. And you know, when I heard about it, I knew that there would be a possibility that we would have certain people ready to support Kanye because one, he's black, and because he comes from the culture, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I haven't really, you know, been able to find a particular person yet, but I expect that that's going to happen. But me personally, I'm just like, I don't really care if he's from the culture or if he's black. Uh, It really, for the last few years, Kanye has shown that he really doesn't care about the interest of the struggle of black people and it's so funny because i saw an actual image on instagram where they actually posted a picture of george bush and in the in the caption in the picture it says kanye west doesn't care about black people and i'm just like yo this is crazy like remember when kanye said that about bush yeah and it's just like almost the tables are turned right like obviously kanye i'm not comparing kanye to to bush but it's just so ironic that years later you would never think that that image would pop in your head and the tables would be turned not saying that they're turned completely like like i said you i'm not comparing him to bush but Like, it blew my mind, I'm like, wow. Like, and if anything, it makes me think about how far Kanye has come and how much has changed. When he did the record, All Falls Down, I remember hearing that record, I think it was on Hot 97, and it was like like the biggest thing for me, because he was like the closest thing we had to a mainstream rapper speaking for the voice of the people. I was so excited about that, I was like, wow, like we actually have someone like getting that type of notoriety that's gonna speak for the people. And years later it's like this dude did a complete one eighty. Yeah,
1: I mean, like I said, it goes back to um his issues with mental health, I believe, you know. That's, that's a good point, yeah. That's really what it comes back to. This is why people can only take him for for um for face value, you know, because this is we he's already um openly confessed this you know that this is what he struggles with this is what he deals with so that's why it makes sense to why he does what he does you know
0: yeah
1: so um i mean with i i I really don't know (laughs) what to say about the situation anymore yeah it's just whether it's kanye or someone else i'm done playing a skin game bro yeah i'm done at this point um who whoever decides you know to want to be running if you want to get my vote you need to have a plan and that plan needs to involve um addressing and breaking down and rebuilding America
0: yeah
1: and systemic racism that is in place right now
0: that has to be at the forefront because like. the
1: systemic racism is at the root of everything police brutality is that's just the surface you know it's, yeah. just, it's just exposing what has always been there yeah and 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 it's still there in america so this is the reason why your eric garners and your george floyds and Ar- Ar- aubrey Ahmad's um all of these people just continue to happen because the issue is not addressed the systemic racism is still not addressed in this country mm-hmm. and until that issue becomes you know and people are ready to deal with and have these tough discussions we can get past it but we got to have these tough discussions and address these issues
0: i could dig that man so we got some other topics i want to discuss today but before i do that i definitely want to shout out to the artists that we've recently interviewed man we've we've had a lot of uh interviews like consistently from everyone from stickman from dead Prez. To John Robinson, John Robinson, to Last Emperor, yeah. to Midas the Beast, to Squeegee man, MH Powell the Verb, Pal Bundy, Cambada, uh, United Front, Shay um, Noir, Shay Noir, who has an album coming out this Friday, which was when this episode will actually be out so we we was i was supposed to do an interview with an artist tonight but it didn't work out so a level was gracious to be able to you know knock out a show tonight man thank you man we we got to get more shows in either way a level so i'm glad that you had the time to be able to do this um but you know we've been definitely consistent i've been trying to keep the ball rolling for people that's been checking for us, definitely continue. Make sure you go to the website at outtheboxmedia.com and subscribe. You know, all you got to do is hit that menu tab and click the, subs- the subscribe tab. And, you know, the rest is history, man. We want to make sure we keep you updated with everything happening with Out The Box Talks, you know. So A-level, we got a lot of topics that we uh, want to address so we got the you know the Black Star LP, the status of that, the the famous, highly anticipated Black Star LP with Mad Lib. Yeah, man. Uh, we got uh our, our Open Mic Eagles new podcast network, which we want to talk about, and then the whole story behind hip hop exposing police brutality long before social media did, which is which I think is a really impactful topic. So. Where do you want to go, man? Which one do you want to start off with? Let's start out with the Black Star. Black Star, man. All right. So, for those that don't know, I'm pretty sure if you're a fan of like real raw, creative quality, underground hip hop, you definitely know. But if you don't, it's fine. Um, Black Star is a group that comprises of MC Talib Kweli and yasin bay formerly known as most Deaf, they put out a album back in the 90s right the 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 black star album on raucous records which got critical acclaim for one of the best underground hip-hop albums that dealt with yeah. you know conscious themes thought-provoking themes they really really represented back in the 90s with this record and it was Lord it is a classic album especially under that raucous imprint and a lot of us including myself at a level have been anticipating this return to Black star in terms of their follow-up LP after all of these years right so we just got wind today that uh, based on a post that Talib Kweli did on Twitter that he feels like the Black Star album may not see the release. Possibly ever. Now that's a strong wow. statement to make because he's been promoting it. Uh, you know, a lot of talk leading up to it that they're looking for the right deal. He even said that the album is pretty much done and it was actually produced by Mad Lib. But uh, according to this post that he recently did on twitter he says that too many interlopers and culture vultures are in the way of the album release he followed up with a longer explanation on his instagram which is now has now since been deleted and the post is quoted saying i'm tired of being silent about this i tried my best y'all flew around the globe paid for this out of pocket all for the culture i'm a fan of black star too I want to see this come out as bad as y'all do or more. But people who never made a beat, never wrote a rhyme in their life, got their fingers in the pie and are being disrespectful to what me and my brothers built. It's in God's hands now. I'm on to other things. Life is too short to be disrespected by culture vultures. Maybe y'all will get to hear this album after I'm gone. This is what he stated in a Instagram post, which as I understand is now deleted uh what wow. do you think about this a level uh that's
1: that's depressing, and it's concerning twenty two years later you know twenty two years to follow up mm. a um a, a sophomore l p yeah. have we haven't heard anything from black star you know, let alone um, the most, you know, Yasin Bey now in years. Mm. So this is kind of disappointing because, you know, a lot of fans, especially in these particular times that we're in right now, this is the time mm-hmm. for guys like them to really be heard on all different frontiers, on right. all different spectrums, on all different frequencies. You know, the world is looking for this kind of content now, more so than ever. Mm -hmm. And to hear that, you know, culture vultures and. I don't know what the the, the specifics are, is that they're getting in the way. Of uh, of of releasing this album, honestly, to me, kind of sounds like maybe because I know Madlib uses a lot of samples and stuff like that, so I don't know if that has something to do with it, Mm -hmm. whether they don't want to clear it. There's certain, you know, maybe real integral tracks on the album that pertain to those clearances, because those kind of things do happen on labels, and maybe Kweli and and Yasin are like, nah, we're not doing the album without these songs. You know, it has to be done a certain way. That's what it sounds like to me. It sounds like, you know, it sounds like record industry foolishness. You yeah. Know? And it's just unfortunate for them to really still kind of be doing stuff like this to this day. I mean, you really, you really don't have to depend on labels like that anymore,
0: right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. He said, um, you know, when I read the post again, he says that... Um, they never wrote a rhyme in their life, got their fingers in the pie, and are being disrespectful to what me and my brothers built. So it doesn't sound like he's talking about most or Madlib. It seems like there's other people involved, and it's probably some industry politics that's happening. So, but I gotta say, A-level, as disheartening as this is, this is one of the reasons why. I really try not to hold on to some of these anticipated releases because it's almost like being a Nick fan. (laughs) Like, you know, like you every year you're like, oh, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to this. Every year you get this hint and this this excitement of, oh, yeah, it's coming. And, you know, I can't I myself made about maybe at least three different posts throughout the last year or so, talking about this album, whenever Quali would talk about how close it's to be released. And we would all be excited and then we get this, you know? So like I said, it's like being a Knicks fan. You know, you get excited and then every year they disappoint you. So my thing is like this. And I feel like nobody can't tell me how to be a Knicks fan. I've come to the realization that I don't want the stress anymore. So I, I'll i be a Knicks fan when they get to the playoffs and they start making moves. Now, some people might hate on me. They might be like, you know what? You know, you're not a diehard Knicks fan. But look, you can't determine for me how to be a fan. I'm not willing to put myself through that stress. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I feel the right. same way. Right. You know, there's a long list of projects. Fortunately, we were able to get the... Um, J electronica album right but even that i got to a point and maybe i you could you probably could say the same thing too like we got to a point where we wasn't like tripping anymore it was like when it we were we were looking forward to it hopefully it would release but like not holding if it
1: drops it drops it drops it
0: drops you know what i mean because it's extremely disappointing what better time than now to put out a black star album (laughs) and
1: and and for labels not to understand that right and for you not to just capitalize and pick up on that since we're in a capitalistic society right right capitalize on that and put that out while the iron is
0: hot Right.
1: now we're not putting it out because you guys are you know you got your hands in the pot let the guys make the music and you guys reap the benefits of whatever comes out of this you know what i'm saying like right let the musicians do what they do. You guys do what y'all do. And i really like to hear the other side of it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because, I mean, he's he's only alluding to certain things. He's not being specific. Yeah. So I, I, I'd like to hear more.
0: Word, word. Those that are interested in reading more about this, it actually came out as a post today on OKPlayer.com. So we me and A-Level, obviously the show's air on Fridays, but we're recording it uh tonight which is a wednesday night so in a couple days well by the time you hear this it won't be a couple days you're hearing it you know when it's out but um you could go to our facebook page i'm actually gonna paste post it to our facebook page but it's an okay player article that says it's in good hand it's in god's hands now talib kwali hints at black star's new album never being released so my hope a level is that For the sake of the culture, it actually gets released and it gets released soon. Um, Even if they're able to, like, maybe put together a small EP or even throw out a single or something. I know, like, putting out a single might be, like, making us, you know, like, you know, souping us up for something that might not be released. But I just feel like the people deserve something, man. You know, we've been talking about this project for some years now and i really could hear Quali's pain he's saying he's invested so much so i'm glad that he made he made note of this uh but it's just it's like man like what else you know what else to do like you know let's just move on to something new and hopefully this gets released you know what i mean
1: yeah i mean i I just at this point like you said if it comes out great if it doesn't then it just doesn't you know what i'm saying like you said it's in god's hands now but um moving onward to um you know another when well, we're talking about Madlib yes. um Madlib produced projects I believe we were discussing earlier. I know I posted in the, on on the uh Hip Hop Things Out the Box right. Facebook page about my favorite, you know, Madlib uh collabs cuz uh outside of the Black Star collabo, you got the the collaboration coming up with uh Pusha T.
0: Right. And Madlib. Indeed. I'm looking forward to that. Wow. Let me see if there's a release date for that or when they, did they say anything about when to expect that? No. Okay.
1: He didn't give an exact date, but um, he said they're working on it because uh, he said Madlib has been sending them tracks and he's been funneling him tracks and he's yeah. been picking samples and here and there and just um, just putting stuff together. But no. he said that, an album with Madlib is is on his bucket list of things. Yes. In his career, so that 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 was uh, I think that was a huge statement. You know, definitely for for a for a guy like him, you know, to to say something like that.
0: Definitely, definitely, yeah. I I I, I thought about that when I heard that too. It, you you you're, you're like echoing the same sentiments I had when I saw that bucket list. That's a huge accolade to Madlib, right? Because when somebody say, "Oh, this is on my bucket list," that's an actual high goal that they set to achieve. And I think Madlib, despite what we're hearing about the Black Star album, I think Madlib has doing pretty has been doing pretty well for himself lately with the Freddie Gibbs project. Yeah, with this upcoming Pusha T project. You know, I wonder if the the track that that Freddie Gibbs shared with Pusha T on the you know his last project with Madlib, if it had anything to do with Pusha really now saying, oh, I, w- I would love to do a project with Madlib, um, or maybe he knew about him before. Did he speak on anything like his how he became aware of Madlib prior? Uh, not, not really. really. Right. I mean. He
1: he lives in LA. Okay. So Mad Libs in LA. So I don't really I don't really see how hard that is for you to come across if you're in music and if you're in hip hop music, for you to be in LA and not come across Mad Lib. You know right. what I'm saying? If 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 you're a rapper or an M C. And it. you know, push Push knows his hip hop. Pu- pushes pushes ahead, you know. Whether he you know whether he's getting Grammy nominations or not, he's still ahead. So he knows he knows raw real hip-hop definitely and, and, and he's a student of the game if you if you can say something like that and say that that's on your bucket list of things to do in your career you're a student of the game Absolutely, you have to be a student to understand who mad lib is
0: i could a dig that student,
1: you know so i mean i think that was that was that was great i'm, I'm excited about hearing something like that i think um maybe this is the album which Bandana in my opinion should have been the album that really pushed um, uh, Mad Lib over the um, over over the hump so to speak not that he is on the hump and not that he needs to be you know what right. I'm saying it's just in terms of um, him achieving that, that mainstream attention definitely. you know what I mean you know a, a record a record like this can be huge for him you know what I'm saying
0: I could definitely dig that man earlier today in the group you said, "What are some of your favorite collabos uh, between Madlib and another artist or another group?" Right. And I definitely wanted to touch on that, man. I know you said uh, J. Lib. Tell me why J. Lib. I mean, J. Lib already says it in the name. It's J. D. and Madlib on one
1: project, bro. Yeah. That's retarded. But when I, when I heard that project. It wasn't yet champion sound. It was the the bootleg that was floating around. Mm. Mad Libs got his, hand, got his hands on one of them legendary classic J D tapes that was going around in the industry in the, in, the, in the mid to late 90s, you know. And the same mix, the, the same beat tapes that, that Buster Rhymes had, the same beat tapes that, that De La Soul had, and yes, countless other people that Jay Diller was working with. Mad Lib just decided to just let me just go ahead and make a make a make an in studio pause tape right (laughs) over over all of those beats man and what he put together was phenomenal you know because it sounded like you know this is something that they went in the studio to do you know long story short you know in the end of the day like it really didn't happen that way right you know JD actually was like he heard it and he was like whoa 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 you know if we're gonna do this let's do this the right way let's get in the studio and you know <laughs> you know let, let, let's get it done because not on, not only just that but he had probably just jd probably had already given away a lot of those beats and sold those tracks right. you know to to, uh, to other dudes already so you know for you to go ahead and still put an album out there with tracks that he's already sold to other people that's not good business for you yeah. so um and and but but that bootleg is raw i mean there 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 are tracks that didn't make the champion sound album that are so much more better on on, on the bootleg like most of most of y'all y'all fans out there that really know your heads y'all know exactly what i'm talking about man i mean when you got that track like that bounce that i don't know what kind of beat that is but it sounds like it's some sort of a day at the at at the uh at the amusement park type of wow you know what i'm saying like but he just flips it and then mad lib is just rhyming to it like he's
0: he's bouncing on it he's flowing to it you know where can people get their hands on that original j-lib is that out there for people to actually pick up unfortunately it's not it's not out there okay you know
1: to get an official copy right at this time i don't know if that will ever happen maybe perhaps maybe the the, the ma dukes you know yeah. jay dilla Associ- association will put something together you know where fans can actually get a a, a a copy of that right you know but for you to get something like that you can easily go online and and do a search go on youtube I'm, that's what i did today you know
0: <laughs> i'm wondering i know there was a time when jlib actually re-released champion sound and it had a different album cover the cover has like the first cover didn't have images of dilla and madlib on the cover but the one that got re-released has an image of like madlib in a white shirt and he's like smiling and jd's in the back um, yeah but yeah. I I remember when that was re-released it had like I felt like it had more songs on it. I could be wrong. Maybe I'm I'm mistaken, but I felt I thought it had like alternative versions of songs or something like that. Yeah, there's a I don't
1: think Raw Attic was on the original Champion Sound okay. release. I think on the on on that special release Raw Attic was on there.
0: Okay. Word.
1: Yeah, Raw Raw Attic was actually one of the tracks that came off of that bootleg that actually made the champion sound. Oh wow! Official official album.
0: Wow, I have to revisit that record, man. It it, it it uh, I you know, I I came to be aware of that record a little later on, but um, when I did hear it, I was like, I felt it. I, I got the vibe of what made the record hot. And I like the fact that they were going back and forth. It was kind of like Dilla rapping over Mad Lib beats yeah. and then Mad Lib rapping over Dilla Beats. Yeah. Which is yeah. dope, because I don't know if has that ever been done in hip hop prior Never. to them? Yeah. Never ever. Two producers both spitting over the other producer's beats. beat. Yeah. On each other's beats. That was beats. pretty dope concept. Like
1: like the official, that's Mad Lib's track. Oh, and that's Dilla's one of getting, my favorite Dilla, joints. Dilla's getting busy lyrically. Whew. Dilla kills that joint. You know what I'm saying, and and, and it, it this, you know, uh, on the original bootleg version. I think that's one of Madlib's best vocal, best vocal performances on an album yeah. over those Jay Dilla beats. He he really went in. He did. He got into his quasi stuff, then went back to his stuff, or, and he did both. Wow, dope, dope. Yo, I mean, like, what's what's the intro track on there, man? I mean, let's let's go to it now. It's J-Lib, Webster's New Collegiate Dictionary. Man. J. Wow.
0: J-Lib, Webster's,
1: <sighs> Webster's, Webster's New Collegiate Dictionary.
0: Yo, yo. Yo. I have never heard that track, A-Level. Where did you pull that one out of from?
1: <laughs> John, that joint is retarded. Yo. That beat is retarded. I'm, yeah. I'm saying it's beats like that that you hear throughout the bootleg bro right so that by the time you do hear champion sound champion sound is good but damn i really would just wondered like you know what would have happened if, if those tracks would have came out man. right 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 because madlib rocked those tracks man wow you know what i mean like that's just that's, that's just the tip of the iceberg there's the um there's a beat that you you I'm, you've, I'm pretty sure you heard a lot of these beats before but other people end up using them okay you know what i'm saying but Madlib over those Jay Dilla beats, wow! That's wow. probably one of the best collabs I've ever heard Wow. Know, they, him do.
0: So who who's beat? That was um uh, that was Dilla's beat, right? That was Dilla's beat. Yeah, yeah, because you Mad Madlib. Beat. Yeah, yeah. Wow, man. Yeah. I wonder if Dilla. You know, I noticed like it's been a while since I've heard Madlib rap, and I don't really hear him rap like that no more. I wonder if Dilla had anything to do with madly being motivated to rap oh yeah wow
1: yo man i mean when dillard passed away the following day he was crying like yo wow the king is dead yeah he always calls him the king the king the king is dead bro he had he was already he's already an eclectic producer by himself you know what i'm saying like for him to say something like that about somebody else to say like yo he's the king it just it just goes to show, like you know who who Dilla was, you yeah. know. Yo, it's to crazy so, when I so think about producers. it. He was a producer's producer, you know. Definitely. I mean, I mean, this guy Madlib, he is, you know, he's 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 definitely in my in my top five of uh, uh, producers, you know. Right. Um And that and that and that just and it wasn't always that way, you know. But when I got I started listening to Madlib because of Dilla. You know, wow. I started getting into Mad Lib. I mean, I I don't. Of course, he had the stuff with Loot Pack and stuff like that. But I really didn't get into him until I started hearing J Lib, and then I started going into MF Doom and the Mad Villainy stuff, and yeah. then, uh, Shades of Blue and stuff like that. I was like, "Yo, this dude is yeah,
0: he's something else."
1: You know what I'm saying? Yeah.
0: Shout but. out to um the Mad Villainy album because that's definitely my favorite Mad Villain release. I mean, Mad Lib uh, yeah. collabo. Yeah. Also, I feel like an album people don't really talk about is the Stoney Jackson LP with Strong Arm Steady that, that came out on Stone Stroll years ago, and it was actually Mad Lib's production. His, his production shines on that. Also, his his album with Georgia and Muldrow, Seeds, which people don't really mm-hmm. talk about much, too. Yeah. I really like that. And it's probably because I'm such a big Georgia fan. But Mad Lib got some stuff under his, be- his belt, you know, um... Even, like, the whole Beat Conductor series, like,
1: yeah. if
0: you really want to tap into different sounds all over the globe and see a connection in how he actually fuses hip-hop with different, like, international sounds, like, he has, like, the, you know, the high-life African sounds and the Indian sounds, like, in Beat Conductor in India, you know, and then he has the Dill Cosby Suite, which is, like, a, mm-hmm. inspired by you know Dilla he has a lot of music under his belt and I feel like he's really starting to get his due on a more how you say mainstream level even though he's he's never really been a mainstream type of artist but like I feel like more people are now recognizing him and I'm just happy to see his growth you know and not growth as an artist, cause he's always been there. But like in terms of people, more more people are actually recognizing him, you know. Big ups to to live, man.
1: Yeah, cause he's an abstract kind of producer, Indeed. Man. Indeed. You know, I could just picture him right now, what he does on a daily basis and works with. I can just picture him in a dusty, um, ba- basement somewhere with tons of records surrounding him, like in a keyboard and a and a, <laughs> and a turntable putting it together you know word dilla opened up an opportunity for me to get into mad lib into Madlib's world and mad lib opened me up to a whole nother world of instrumental I- instrumentalism
0: right yeah
1: and Then, just just really appreciating samples for what they are you know just being able to sit through an entire uh uh What's this guy's name I was listening to him just today uh shoot I forgot his name he's worked with Madlib? he hasn't worked with Mad Lib, okay. But Madlib is definitely uses material so many, like so many other producers right um, right you know the guy who produced the edge which uh dre ended up using for uh next episode mm. um that don't think don't mm mm well, anyway, guys like him, guys like Isaac Hayes, and, right. um, you know, uh, Bob James, for me to be able to listen to these a lot of these old 70s funk records and listen to them in their entirety. Right. Not just to be listening, to be listening for samples, but just to be listening to these records and actually appreciating it for yes. what it was. Yes, indeed. For what it is, you know. Yeah. And being able to hear other people's records, you know, that they used, you know, on these
0: songs. Like today, that was that's what I was doing, man. Yeah, man. I think I think Lib is just one of the rare talents that we have, and my hope is as people become more. I'm sorry, of... D-
1: David Axelrod. Oh,
0: David name. Axelrod. David. Got it. Yeah, 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 yeah. My hope is that pe- as people become more aware of who Madlib is that they actually really go and do the research and look at his catalog, which I believe people will do, you know, but I don't know if they'll get to the vast catalog. His catalog is huge, you know i've, I've I, I feel like I'm scratching the surface in terms of what I've been able to listen to.
1: Yeah, even yesterday's new Very quintet Yes, yesterday's new quintet. Yeah, that's all him.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: How you your own quintet? <laughs> you you playing all the instruments? You know, I didn't even know he even played instruments like that until I heard, you know, those yeah. projects.
0: Yeah. You know, and then um, you know, Quasimodo, which Quasimodo. is his his alter rap <laughs> ego, right? He did he raps as Mad Madlib, but then he has another alter ego that he raps as as well. He wow, just man. gives your
1: ears so many different experiences, man. And I think that's, that's just what's great about guys like him, man. You know, they, they, they give your ears a full experience,
0: you know. Yeah. Word. I feel like we could do a whole other show on Mad Lib, but I'm glad that we took some time to kind of highlight him. But moving forward, I, I do want to take some time to recognize artists and individuals that are doing good in hip-hop. One in particular is Open Mike Eagle, who recently, uh, a story came out on Forbes.com that he launched his new podcast network entitled Stony Island Audio. It's actually a partnership with Starburns Audio, the comedy platform behind programs like Harmontown and Small Doses with Amanda Seals. The first show that is a part of his podcast network is a show entitled What Has Happened Was. It's actually a series on producer extraordinaire Prince Paul where he kind of gives some history on his experience in the industry working with De La Soul, Statsasonic, Grave Diggers, Handsome Boy Mm. Modeling School, just like... Background stories on things he's experienced, you know, working with some of these artists, and just you know his his journey in the in the um, music career, which I know there's a the, I believe they at least dropped the first episode already, which I think they spoke about Gravediggers. So, yo, big ups to Open Mike Eagle, man. Um, I always like to give props to brothers who represent the culture that's actually doing really positive things, you know? That's dope. Yeah. yeah. He said, like, most professional podcasts in the Starburns collection, Stony Island audio seeks to monetize through ad revenue. Uh, though Mike notes that the first episode of what had happened was premiered advertiser-free. So when they did the first episode with uh, Prince Paul, it was advertising-free. He, he actually has a lot of things that's been up under his belt. I know he, he put out a, a series, like a comedy show on Comedy Central called The New Negroes that was actually aired on Comedy Central. And what was dope about it, it was like sketch comedy, but in between each episode, he would release like a new track and it would be like with a particular artist. Like I know he did two records with Fonte. He did a record with MF Doom. And, like, as each actual show would air where they would have, like, a host of comedians and, like, it was kind of, like, the way, like, Chappelle's show was, like, in that kind of frame. But it had, like, live segments of, like, live, um, you know, comedians, like, doing stand-up sets. And then at the end of every show, he would, like, release, like, a music video and a new song with an artist that he collaborated with. So he was, like, he, like, did a good job fusing hip-hop with, like, comedy which was pretty pretty um dope, you know, and and innovative.
1: Yeah, I think that's dope, man, to see guys like that going out there. I mean, this guy is uh what 39, you know, mm-hmm. you know, just uh doing this kind of venture and just, you know, providing platforms for people to uh get their stuff heard, you know, particularly yeah. in this whole podcast network and just seeing seeing a, 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 a man of color, a brother going out there to uh provide these platforms you know i think that's awesome
0: yeah definitely definitely and i mean his content is pretty his content is pretty intriguing you know Mm -hmm. i know that he so he has his own podcast which is the you know the prince paul one uh what had what had happened was was, what happened was yeah yeah and then he also has a show that he used to do called the secret skin show he'll be relaunching that show and he's also bringing on a pretty growing and I would say well-known podcast in the in the hip hop atmosphere called the Super Duddy Tough Work Podcast with Blueprint and Illogic. So yeah, Open Mic Eagle, man, the, the the podcast network that he he put out is it, I'm, I think it's a dope dope look for him, man. He's been really pushing forward. And, and doing a lot of great stuff. And I just want to read uh, what he talked about in reference to they had that because this this article is actually on Forbes.com. In the article, he talked about the launching of this podcast on Forbes.com. They asked him at what point did he come up with the idea for Stony Island Audio, which is the name of the podcast network. He said, I always felt like I wanted to have a network. To me It's a lot like having an indie label, like in terms of the function that it serves. When you know people who have the talent, people who have the ideas, but they don't have the resources, it's about putting all those people on a platform, trying to run together and have some contacts. If we got a bunch of little podcasts, one thing that we could do is bulk them together for advertising. Most people who I know that are doing podcasts that are off the beaten path, they just don't have any infrastructure to getting ads. So that's right. been the best part of my business model for sure. So I think it's pretty dope that he's pooling, you know, or putting some of these podcasts together and grouping them so that they could, uh, you know, work together to just have advertising funnel through to all of them collectively. Right. I think so that's dope. can
1: monetize, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's to just... Such a struggle and such a grind, you know. I'm saying just to get some advertising, yeah. People can actually do this for a living, you know.
0: Word, man, word. And you know, me and you definitely know how challenging it could be. And you know, I I was telling um brother Elo Kush, who I interviewed, about how when you know we decided to relaunch out the box, you know, as a podcast. This is like season two from when we relaunched it earlier in last year. I had this mindset that, you know, I knew it was going to be a slow bill. I didn't expect, you know, to get a huge amount of views right away because I understand how challenging it is. You know, I feel like if you think about when we originally launched Out The Box TV back in like 2008, 2009, it was a whole different time. Like there weren't as much podcast there probably weren't as much video shows on youtube as they are now so now everybody has something going on and it's, it's a little bit more difficult to um get out there the algorithms have changed you know back then it was so much easier to get your stuff out through social media now it's a lot more work so but I, i'm a firm believer in if you're doing what you are really meant to do, and you're you're presenting it in a in a in, in a with a form of quality, with a and also with a form of consistency. I think you know it's only a matter of time that people will begin to recognize you more and i've been started seeing the recognition without the box since you know i've been really consistent with putting out shows so you know like i said man i think it's dope what he's doing i think it's going to help the culture especially you know the podcast that are part of the platform and you know just sh- saluting him you know because um we're all in this whole you know the whole podcast World together, you know, and um, I, you know, I, like I said, I salute another black man doing his thing, you know, building his, his moves, you know.
1: Yeah, that's a beautiful yeah. thing, man.
0: So that's that's it for our segment on, you know, hip hop doing positive things. Of course, we always like to highlight artists and individuals that are making an impact and helping to push the culture forward. Now, lastly, A Level and I, I know we've been on here for a little bit tonight, so I thank you for sharing the time lastly i definitely want to talk about a topic that is extremely important especially with everything going on as a result of the process the protests and the social unrest that's happening as a result of uh a and george floyd as well as brianna teller's recent tragic deaths at the hands of police brutality and racial injustice so What other platform better than hip-hop that has been doing this for a longer time, right, to highlight, right? So an article just came out recently where it stated, I think it was on Uproxx.com, where it stated that hip-hop exposed police brutality long before social media did. Right. do you agree with that do you feel like hip hop has been at the forefront of exposing police brutality well before social media and also well before other forms of media do you feel like that that there's truth to that statement
1: absolutely I mean the the the, the history is there for itself mm-hmm. you can go and find it for yourself you don't really have to go that far if you want to Watch movies, and you want to, you know, go into the NWA story. You know, niggas with attitude. They were the first ones to get on the record and say "f the police." Definitely. And why was that there? Because of police brutality that had been going on for years and years and years. Um, not that long after the Emancipation Proclamation and 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 uh, and, and you know, blacks being able to. I'm sorry, people of African descent, you know, being able to, you know, be in their own neighborhoods and still being policed by the same um, white overseers on these on these plantations, you know. They get identified as as, as cops, mm. and they're doing this stuff. So, F the police, N.W.A. did it. F the police, Dilla did it, you know. Um, uh, fight the, the, power rec- fight as- the power by public enemy. Fight the power by public enemy. You even had, you know, records from Ice-T that was influenced by what, you know, N.W.A. was doing. He had a record called Cop Killer. I don't know if people remember that.
0: Mm. Wow.
1: Yeah. It's a real powerful record. I mean, it was almost like a a heavy metal type of record. Right, right. You know, that he did. Um, So, hip-hop been doing that a long time ago.
0: And I just want to also highlight... The artists that have been as a result of these recent tragic deaths, which is really uh, like the straw breaking the camel's back, right? Because this has been going on for way too long. Um, I've been making sure to like share a lot of this music that's speaking out because it to me it speaks to the heart of hip hop, right? And there's so many artists that have released records, and I'm just proud of hip-hop at this point. And it's been artists on a mainstream level, also obviously on an underground level. So, you know, we've, re- we've seen music from, you know, Cassius King. Uh, he had a, he has a project, I mean, a song he recently put out called What You Saying," produced by Beatnik D. Diceman put out a, uh, a song called The Message. King Magnetic even put out a, a record called Juneteenth. Uh, we, we also had a record by uh, Ultra Beast where they put out a record uh, called Push featuring Afro now in terms of more of the mainstream artists I know that Jim Jones had actually put out a record um, yes Jim Jones from Dipset he put out a record not too long ago called The People and I think he just did a remix it was actually produced by Harry Ford Harry, um, Harry Ford which is a, a, a producer um, who else? Um, Self Scientific released another track called uh, "Self Selfish Pride." These are all tracks dealing with what's going on today. And I know J. Cole put out a track, even though it was more so in uh, like a a response to a sister by the name of um, No Name, that um you know in in critique of some things she had said uh, as a result of celebrities not being out there her feeling like celebrities not being out there and supporting you know the black lives matter movement he at least spoke on it and there i know he was out there protesting as well so we can focus on a lot of negative things but i feel like hip-hop has been definitely speaking on what's been going on yc the cynic put out an ep the other day well his name is kemba now it's called the world is watching and he dealt with some of the Issues of what's going on. Cy, um, I'm sorry. Um, uh, star, star. Um, she put out a, a, a EP the other day with DJ Pizarro, which which she actually re- She said she. It's called No Doubts, and she had some some songs that was dealing with what's happening right now. But she said she had re- she had uh, recorded this b- about a year or so ago, which you know, as you can see, police brutality has been an ongoing thing. It's never stopped for the number of years that has been going on and that's extremely unfortunate. But hip hop to me has always kind of rose to the occasion. Shout out to um what's the brother name? Anderson Pack. He did a, a song called Lockdown. So I know I'm naming a lot right now, but I wanted to really do that because I feel like um you know we gotta shout out hip hop when they're doing this. You know? Um, yeah. Even Shay Noor, she put out a record that was dealing with what's going on, a track called Freedom. And I'm sure when we get to hear her record with Apollo Brown, which will be out at the same time you hear this episode, uh, July 10th, you'll hear like aspects of, you know, how, um, that response to the what's, what's going on it, it, as a result of racial injustice in this country and so forth. So like I said, I know I mentioned a lot, but I did want to just highlight those artists that are taking the time to release music that's speaking about um, what's going on. You know, shout out to Elo Kush, who also put out a, a song dealing with that. Um, and Big Daddy Kane actually has a record called Enough featuring Chuck D and Lauren Odin, which is dealing with, you know, that systematic uh racism and and racial injustice and white supremacy police brutality you know there are so many artists that are that come from the old school as well as new school artists that have really done a great job you know making that type of music even T-Pain put out a track called fighting you know it's more of a like you know a club record but it's, it has something to do you know it's, it's 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 talking about fighting and standing up and not not being held down which is definitely equated to what's going on right now. So I just want to say I'm proud of hip-hop. You know, they've really stood the ground. I know y- um, y- uh, YG put out a record, too, called FTP. Uh, it's so much out there, man. So I just want to shout out hip-hop for just doing what it, it's always done, you know, um, and, and what it represents at the core, which is speaking out for the people and being that voice, for the people in times of injustice and oppression, you know.
1: Yeah, just people just people just have to continue doing this.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: You know, like I said this is not a new thing for hip hop, you know. Hip hop is the voice of the people always has been, always always will be, you right. know. You know, the thing is to 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 talk about it and make these songs now and then go back to what yeah, that's 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 the sad thing, and I. I'm applauding it. Let's keep it on a positive note, but right. You know, I just I just I just pray that it stay consistent. You yeah. Know? You have some people that are just capitalizing on it right now because it's it's marketable right now to yeah. talk about it, you know, and then people just go back to what it is they do and come back, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, my hope is that it keeps up and. Although a lot of these songs are dealing with, like, honestly, I don't want us to have to make songs like this, right? Because when we make songs like this, it's it's a result of pain, right? So I don't want us to be experiencing this pain, but what I would hope is that, for one, we can see some change in this country so that we don't have to make a lot of songs like this, but mm-hmm. I would also like to see this spark maybe a thought-provoking mindset in a lot of these artists who weren't doing records like this before to now start being more conscious in what type of records they put out, and I think I think that that might also be what you may be alluding to a level just like staying on this level of being, you know.
1: Yeah, I just hope this, you know, conscious births, of what you put out, some new consciousness. Yeah in your life and you know hopefully it makes people grow to another level you know that that people can actually grow from these situations yeah yeah i mean cypress hill made a song called pigs you know yeah pigs are cops so this is this is stuff that's been going on for for many years now wow and uh hopefully the people will put, to, put together some changes because of the records that these guys are making. Right. Yeah.
0: I want to also highlight something from the UpRocks article uh, where it says, In 1999, the seeds of modern political activism in hip-hop were planted when the New York City Police Department plain-cone officers accosted a 23-year-old Guinean immigrant named Amadou Diallo and gunned him down, firing a total of 41 shots. Mm -hmm. when he pulled out his wallet to identify himself new york rappers at the time took note uniting for the hip-hop the hip-hop for respect ep featuring one for love parts one and two protective custody and a tree never grown all dedicated to diallo and other victims of police brutality the project assembled 41 notable underground mcs including most deaf which is what he was known as then, Yasin Bey now, Talib Kweli, Pharaoh Manch, LP, Aesop Rock, Graff, Jean Grey as what what, uh, Rod Digger, Raz Cool G Rap, and Dead Prez for its collection of posse cuts condemning police violence. Do you remember that record or that project? Yeah. Yeah. No. I, feel, I feel like you would remember that. I am not too familiar with it, but I wanted to highlight it. I think it came out on t- in 2002, no, in 2000, uh, on the Ruckus Records. And I thought that that was good to highlight because back in 2000, we've been dealing with this, right? This is 20 years ago. You know what I mean? And yeah. at the time, hip hop actually put out a project, Right. Um, I think it was really dope to see the Fight the Power 2020 on BET the other day, which what did you think about that, man? I know you had posted in the group. How'd you feel about?
1: I thought it was powerful. Yeah. I thought it was powerful that BET for once, for a change, instead of putting buffoonery (laughs) on television, you um, you know, do something like that. Yeah. You know, if you guys are still doing the same foolishness, you know, they had to. Yeah. They had no choice had no choice but to do that you know and 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 i'm proud of them for you know collecting those groups of uh, 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 of mcs on that level yeah and putting that out there so people can see that and feel that on the mainstream front yeah this is no time to be playing the underground and mainstream games
0: word yeah
1: it has to be a united front y'all yeah people yeah. can come together it could be 41 rappers and 41 rappers over here and put together but if these other 41 ain't with the 41 over here it 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 has an impact but not a biggest splash in the pond right. that you need you need a splash in the pond
0: you know you 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 had mentioned before in the past that we should we should see a self-destruction right i think fight the power 2020 is the closest that we've gotten to that right but i as i think about it i feel like we could have more records like that and it doesn't have to be in a time like this where a lot of people are responding you know um to you know these tragic events through protests or social unrest now what do you think has stopped us from making those kinds of records like more regularly Because that, to me, shows unity in hip-hop, right? Like, you know, the the idea of, like, the whole We Are The World type track where everybody gets down. Like, I feel like hip-hop could do that a little bit more. Do you think there's anything that's hindered hip-hop from doing records like that where you, you get all these, you know, different superstars or different artists, you know, to come together on record and just show that unity?
1: It's the same old story over and over. When hip hop started making money, it lost its soul, and it's lost its mind. Everybody got divided. Mm. Everybody got divided.
0: So you're saying it's about self. Everybody about self. about
1: self. Yeah. Yeah. You know. You know. It, it took a while for Jay Z to kind of come over into this area of consciousness that he's in now. Mm. Was he in that same level of consciousness in the mid to late
0: '90s? Not no, quite. He wasn't. Yeah. He always spit, you know, he always threw a little things in there, but, like, definitely yeah. the level that he's on now is way... But I, I attribute that ma- to maturity, too, when, you know? Yeah,
1: and yeah. when he made that record with Dead Prez, that hell, yeah, that was a big record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a big record because you wouldn't have, you know, thought and considered a guy like Jay-Z to be uh, achieve That much mainstream success, sacrifice it all yeah. to do a record with somebody as hardcore as that group. Word. Because the powers that be behind that, the people that own all of these platforms and these networks and these opportunities for a recording artist to be successful can literally cut you off at any time. Yeah. He put that on the line.
0: Speak. And that's
1: the reason why you're not really going to see even still, you have a lot of, you know, rappers that they don't know nothing about no self destruction movement. They don't know nothing about they don't care about anything that came before. They don't care about the legacy. So they don't know the 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 the, the gravity and understand the gravity of the legacy when it comes to police brutality and standing up for these kinds of issues. Cuz this is what hip hop been doing. Yeah. All they know about is, you know, the glamours and the glitz and everything and and the provisions that came from people before them that worked hard for them to see what they're seeing right now. Yeah. This is why they don't care as much and they don't Want to risk that platform? Because once that happens, and you get on that blacklist, you know your career might be over. Word. That's the that's the main thing that that that, that, that a lot of these guys and they don't they don't think that you know their struggle is, is, is the same struggle as yours. Because I got this mansion, I got these I got this money. I'm I'm, I'm good. I don't know about the rest of y'all, but I'm good. Everyone doesn't have the same mentality of, uh, you know, you know. Let me use my, let me use what my plenty to make sure that everybody eats.
0: I could definitely hear that, man. That's the reason why you don't hear stuff stuff like that. What I liked about Fight the Power 2020 on BET was the fact that they he like PE they brought together like a nice diverse. range of MCs like we had we had like the old school in pe pe then we had the 90s era in nas then they i know they threw in brother jahee who i'm i'm definitely Mm -hmm. feeling his new project with configure we were actually trying to get him on the show um this year too uh jahee and configure for their new um their new album um but uh also he also involved um YG, which represents this generation, you know, who was also on the record. And they had Rhapsody, which represents a female. You know, how could you not have a female on a record like that? You know, we had Queen Latifah on self-destruction. So I thought that was really dope. uh, The artist that he chose, uh, that Chuck chose to showcase on the the song. So um, Mm -hmm. I just wanted to highlight that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was dope. I thought it was dope, man. I just hopefully, like I said, I hope that that influences this generation, you know, for the fact that, you know, young and old were connected on one record. You Yeah,
0: know. it had Black Thought on there, which was dope as well, too, man. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, also, I want to give a big shout out to Deb Prez. They just had their 20-year anniversary of Let's Get Free. Um, yeah. They recently did an online event via Zoom on, I think it was on June 26th. 26 June 26 to celebrate and commemorate the album. So, big ups to Dead Prez. Let's Get Free to me is one of the most impactful albums I've ever heard because it dealt with so much important topics that's so relevant today. Like, Dead Prez is. Um, record I was just telling Elo Kush on the last interview I did that it was their song Be Healthy that had an impact on me changing my diet and eating healthier and just all of the themes on the project was just really really powerful and when you think about 20 years later how still relevant that album is so big ups to them for really being bold enough to be like we going to do this even in a time frame in, in hip hop where it was starting to get more it was becoming more gangster it was becoming more um it, we were just starting to get into the age of the flashy flamboyant right all the all money. About money and they yeah. stood their ground and that's that 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 just speaks you know volumes to their integrity man so Again, Dead Prez. Let Let's get free. Twenty year anniversary.
1: Shout out to Lord Jamal for 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 for, for putting those dudes on. Word up too, and, and supporting them and, uh, yeah, pushing that project to them. Man.
0: And one thing I didn't realize about this project, I actually listened to an interview that um, Black Thought did with Stickman the other day, and it was talking about producer Sean C's. Uh, involvement on the album. I didn't realize he had such a big involvement on that album um, as they spoke about it. He was actually a part of the Zoom session as well when they did the celebration. But um, big ups to Sean C, right? he yeah. He's the one that's actually going to be producing the Stream of Thoughts Volume 3 with Black Thought, which is supposed to be released later this month. So... I'm hoping that we could try to get them on the show. Um, I, I actually reached out to see if they would be interested. Um, but, you know, hopefully we could get them on, man. I'ma I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a hope for that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'd man. be dope,
1: that will be real dope.
0: Yeah. But I mean, other than that, man, like I said, I totally agree with hip hop stance. Hip hop definitely has been, you know, the, the voice to expose police brutality uh, long before social media and I like the fact that it's continuing that and like you said A-level I want to see uh, that conscious effort made more in hip hop beyond just you know these times I of social media. S- I want to see it
1: grow infectiously I don't want to see it contained in one area right you know right. I, I want to see it, it, it infect the masses you know this this is how real change comes about mm-hmm. you know Uh, And I just, this, this, that's what I really hope that that would happen. You know, there needs to be a a, a radical change and overhaul that needs to happen with this
0: genre, you know? So A-level, man, I had a pleasure talking with you tonight. I know we spoke a little longer, but I'm grateful that we were able to build tonight. Likewise, man. Likewise. Any last words you want to say to the people before we get out of here?
1: Nah, just, uh I'm looking forward to that Streams of Thought, Volume 3. Yes. And, uh you know, people just, 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 you know, hold on. I just want us to, you know, th- we're living in some really peculiar times, really strange times, and I really got, I don't want to put a damper on things, but things are not going back to normal, and I don't want it to go back to normal. I want things to, to move forward to the new and and hopeful you know what's happening right now we're going through a destroying rebuild you know and we need to start focusing on the rebuild and you know when as as it comes to this country the government everything just needs to be done over and we need to be focusing on things on a much more deeper level than just who's going to be the next president of the united states
0: Mm.
1: we need to focus on um You know attacking systemic racism within this country because so long as that exists you know within us as a people you know not just black people i mean like everyone that lives in this country so long as that exists you're going to continue to have these issues yes these issues are going to continue to to arise and we're going to continue to have these shows and you know continue Mm -hmm. to make records about the same things over and over let's make records about different stuff but that has to
0: happen with us indeed Wow, man. Thank you for closing out with that. And with that, I definitely want to, again, shout out to all of our listeners tuning in. Remember, go visit our website, outtheboxmedia.com. Be sure to subscribe if you haven't yet. Um, Would love to keep in contact with you. Just hit that menu tab and click on subscribe. And, you know, the rest is history. Uh, We are on Anchor.fm. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Google Podcasts. Uh, we're on Spotify. Just look up O-U-T-D-A-B-O-X, Out the Box Talks. Um, if there's any artists that you guys would like to see on our show, definitely hit us up. We want to always keep the integrity and the quality with the, the type of artists that we do choose to interview. But we want to hear back from you, you know, if there's a particular MC or artist or even an R&B artist. I know I've mostly done a lot of hip-hop you know um, interviews, but if there's an R&B artist that you think you know is really worthy of us giving some um, interview time to, then definitely hit us up and let us know. You know, as A Level always say, we reserve the right to be selective, <laughs> but um, we we're open to what um, you know you may have in mind. So, with yeah. that being said, I do want to go out with a record. I want to go out with uh, the Fight the Power 2020. I think it's only right as we talked about this record. Um and yeah, that's pretty much it. A level, any other things or you good?
1: I just wanted to go into the the.
0: I know this
1: is one of the things that we missed, but we did discuss this on the uh, Hip Hop Things Out the Box uh, Facebook page. Sure. Um, the seventeen best Diller tracks.
0: Oh, yeah, we gotta, we gotta, we got, we might have to do another show with that, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But you want to go for it?
1: Um. Yeah. Sure. Um. Number seventeen, starting Lightworks. Jay Diller. Okay. You know, followed by honorable mention. Enjoy the ride, on by Busta Rhymes. Number sixteen, I got Move. With Ono. Yeah, I seen. And, yeah, yeah. That that's a really dope track, bro. With with with, with Ono. And Roxy. Yeah. Uh, 15, Nothing Like This by Jay Diller. 14, featuring Fat Cat, JD. The Heist off the unreleased J-Lib Bootleg. Bounce, Part 1 off the unreleased J-Lib Bootleg. Number 11, Firewood Drumsticks featuring MF Doom. Who also some um, J J Electronic used the same track as well too. Oh, wow. um, yeah, I think Raw, I remember that. Raw attic, J Lib. Mm. Number nine, Dynamite, The Roots. Number eight, The Rhyme Remix, Keith Murray. Um, number seven, Still Shining, mm-hmm. the track that I was telling you about when I That's first true. heard him, the Rhymes. There's a lot of Buster Rhymes ones on here. Show me what you got. Buster Rhymes. Uh, that's when they, he used that, uh, that Stereo Lab sample. Okay. Uh, number five, Fall in Love, Slum Village. Number four, Make 'em Envy, Jay Diller. Number three, Pause with Frank and Dank. Number two, Dedication to the Suckers, mm. Fat Cat. And number one, love is a thing of the past. Wow, Frank and Dank.
0: Love is a thing of the past. Is your favorite? Yeah. Wow. Dope. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I gotta put you make me want to put together a list, man. Cause yo, I, put it together. Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm gonna have to do that. We can have a verses, yo. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, yeah, I'm gonna have to do that. I'm man. serious. We yo, laughing, yo. We, when you think the, about verses, could
1: be that. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. When you think about verses, that's an interesting concept. You never thought about like verses. With the same artist, right? Like, you put up your best tracks from the same artist. I put up my best tracks, and let's verse it out. <laughs> hey, it's <laughs> diff- different. It's yeah, different. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We right. could go ahead and do that, man. Thanks for sharing that, cloud.
1: man. Yeah, no problem. All
0: right, so uh, on that note, we're going to be out of here. Again, thank you for listening to Out The Box Talks. We're going to leave out with this track from Public Enemy, joined by Nas Black Thought rhapsody yg jahi ah uh, it's called fight the power 2020 which it on the bet awards so on that note keep it locked and we are out of here